Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I can promise you this episode is going to be so abundant. One thing what I really love about Instagram is when we can really connect with our soulmates. And when I'm saying soulmates, I don't mean just the love of your life or your soulmate clients, but also people who are meant to be in your journey right now in this moment. And that's what Nidhi really is because we connected online on Instagram coincidentally, because I was looking at somebody who tagged her her profile was sent to me to check it out as an interesting. And then I found this beautiful soul and like absolutely like right away we clicked and it's such a beautiful timing. And I'm so, 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 so happy that we connected and I can share you with my tribe. So thank you so much for creating the time. Thank you so much for having me. That was an amazing introduction. <laughs> I love Instagram for these reasons, right? Sometimes you're just on there like, oh my God, what have I looked at? And now it's such a beautiful divine female connection it it Um, really is it really is and before we go into this feminine that we are mm -hmm. planning on for today it's just like that's my flow that's my jam i'm so happy to speak we speak the same language and you have so much wisdom but before we go there i want to take you somewhere else yes and because (laughs) <laughs> she was like, you see, so, and because I know you already trust me. So let's just take a moment and let's just close our eyes just for a little bit and take a deep breath in, relax your shoulders after a long day. And as you are breathing in and out and relaxing, I want you to visualize that you are in a beautiful, beautiful forest in Brazil. There is a fresh air. It's a safe place. It's a beautiful sunny day. And you're just walking onto the known path. And there are more people around, just families and people just walking around. And you're just taking a beautiful day off. And you're feeling the sun on your skin. And you can see the beautiful flowers blooming along this beautiful path and there are kids playing and running and eating fruit and there is a one little baby girl and she's eating a fresh papaya and her mouth is so dirty and she's laughing because she's feeling so alive and she runs to you offers you the papaya and 
you know, you just take it, even if your hands are now so dirty and sweet and juicy, and you share the beautiful papaya with her, and she laughs, and she looks at you, and she say, who are you? What is the one thing you would like this little girl to know? Not what you do, but who you are. I am another version of you. Wow. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, all is self, right? So everything that is around you is another version of you. It's one consciousness, fractalized, actually. So even us, even aligning in this frequency, you're another version of me, I'm another version of you. So that's what I guess the relationships always teach you around you, right? It's, it's another version of self. Wow. That's mm -hmm. so beautiful. And you're giving me goosebumps and we just started. So ladies, you know, this is going to be a really good one. So whatever you're doing, just pause the world, tune in. This is going to be short, deep and juicy. This is going to be so amazing. And I know we, we, we talk about a little bit because like, it's just like when you and me connected, it was just such a flow of ideas and inspiration and I even you even share with me that you were in um in Czech Republic, which is like yes. so odd. I know. <laughs> I was there for three years. It's so yeah. beautiful. I I loved it. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like most people there are like, Czech, what? Where? What is that? You know? And you're like, Yeah, sure, of course. I lived there for three years. So it's such a beautiful connection. Mm -hmm. But what I truly can feel from you even before I see your beautiful face and feel your beautiful energy here which is even stronger when we connected on Instagram it was this beautiful feminine knowingness and that's mm -hmm. something that I've been discovering just for the last few years because I was always in my masculine in the doing yeah. the protecting the fixing mm -hmm. the providing and I let go of my feminine because I was raised in the belief that feminine, it's weak. Feminine, it yes. should be serving and not talking. And mm -hmm. please, can you take me on a journey breaking all those limiting beliefs tonight? <laughs> I can definitely take you on a journey. I mean, I am still also in the learning process. Just like you, I was very tapped into my masculine side. And coming from an Indian culture, being the firstborn, you are raised to be suppressed. You're raised to be closed in every part of you um, and just kind of be propped up to get married. And, you know, it's, it's putting it very simply, but that's what has been portrayed, I think, in generations. We're coming from a generation of torture, rape, um, of, of prosecution, of um, closing of the female energy. And what I have started to really realize is that, well, now more than ever, we're entering into the golden age, the age of Aquarius, the age of truth. Um, the female power is coming back. Mother Earth has woken up, which is another way to look at what is happening with COVID, for example. The mother is awake and she's like, what have you guys been doing here? Everyone go to your room. It's time for the female energy to come back. And, and what I have learned is that the goddess energy, um, it has been asleep it has been asleep for hundreds of like thousands of years because the masculinity and the males, the male side has taken over completely. And in a way, you know, it's not to put blame. This is the way it needed to happen. We're entering into another phase, another age, and maybe it's going to swing the complete other opposite where it's now female, 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 but it needs to do that to come back into balance. Um, what I have noticed is that it takes 
a lot of courage to come back into that divine power. And what, what does that mean? What does it mean to be divine feminine? Does it mean, it doesn't mean to wear makeup. It doesn't mean to wear provocative clothes. It doesn't mean to showcase that side. The, the matriarch is protective. She is strong. She is fierce. She speaks her mind. She, if you look at even a family household, the mother always has the control in what happens. And you may not even realize that, but when the mother is not good, the whole family falls apart. When the mother is good, the whole family flourishes. So looking at that, you can already see the female, she's the creator. She is everything. So if you look in terms of creation, if the female is bringing in the life force, that is a lot of power, a lot. And if you go even to, um, you go see like, you know, the shamanic villages in Africa, they know, they know that when the, fe when the female has a child, she has all the power. And that is what has been suppressed because that knowledge was closed off. That knowledge did not want to get passed down. And we you know for thousands of years, hundreds of years, we've suffered. And then through the ancestors, you're seeing the repressive culture. You're seeing the anger. You're seeing the issues with, you know, with even sex and orgasms and self-image and self-worth. I think that's what it really comes down to. Shame. Um, the divine feminine has been exploited, exploited to the maximum. Um, the feminine energy is actually coming from a very, I mean, from the planet Venus, the Venetian energy. And it, it comes in two polar opposites. So you have, you have the nun and you have the prostitute in that sense. If you look at the two polar opposites. So looking at that, the divine feminine exists in between all of those polar opposites. And it's not wrong. It's just a polar opposite. There is no right or wrong. There is just, there's just choice, right? So tapping into that energy takes a lot of, takes a lot of wanting to change. And not everyone is ready for that. Not everyone wants to be awake. You can tell people, hey, wake up. There's all these things that are happening. And not many people want to hear you because to change the fabric of reality, it's going to involve a lot of work and a lot of relationships leaving and a lot of parts of yourself that are going to have to be revealed. And you may not like that, but it needs to come out. And that's the only way to tap into what is, what is that. And, and male have the feminine energy too. They have that, but they are, many men I find are unbalanced because they have been taught a very specific way to be a man. You, you are the powerful one. You're the one that makes the decisions and the, and it's a complete imbalance. It's very, um, it can be very jealous. It can be very manipulative. It can be very weak. So it, it has been, it, both sides have been exploited. I would say that much, but from what I've seen now, what I've been learning, what I've been studying, what I've gone into my own self, you know, and that has taken a lot, um, is to see how much shame I had with self. And if I'm feeling that, the collective consciousness is feeling this. The collective is feeling the shame and the guilt and the repression and the lack of authenticity that doesn't get talked about, that doesn't get promoted. So right now we are waking up. We're looking at, oh my God, where, what is this world we live in? What is going on? And why the hell are we doing things this way? And why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? And so now you're seeing a lot of conflict. You're seeing that, you know, there's a, there's a huge, in the last four months, there's been a huge change, a massive awakening has happened. Um, and the females are angry. They're angry. They're upset. They're scared. And it's nothing to be scared about because this is what you were made to do. You are the creator. You are the one leading. They're actually, the female is the lead. 
the male is to explore her, to explore her gifts, to help her wake up into her gifts. So this is what, you know, when you get into Tantra, Tantra is a lot about that. It's the exploration of that part. Um, there's so many different fields of it. Even when you look at, um, you know, just look at earth, earth is a, it's a feminine being because it is constantly proliferating constantly. And that's, if you take that knowledge and, and put it into your own body. We are the womb. We are the divine portal. So that, that has to be taken into account and think, wow, I am more than what I thought I was because I create life and I bring life in. That is the power that you have. And it, it takes, it takes a lot of coming into that truth and a lot of reading and learning and a lot of ups and downs. I mean, this journey has taken me 30 years to come here. And every day I learn something new about myself. And every day I look back and think, Oh my God, how did you survive that? Like, you know, and I would do it all over again because it led me to here. I can't even hate on it anymore. I can't. I have to just accept that's that's part of the divine feminine part of her role too is to observe everything, take in that information and see how can we make it better for the next generation. So yeah. That's so beautiful and powerful. And I just love that that you are also acknowledging that it's not like unbalanced men, but also unbalanced women, the way we were raised and just like put down, this is how you should behave because you are male. This is how you should behave because you're female, mm -hmm. really not accepting the two parts of us. We have a part of masculine, we have a part of feminine, and we are just flip onto the wounded part instead of being in the divine. So for, for women who wants to, who are listen, women who are listening to me and following me, they're open, they're awake, they're awakening. So mm -hmm. let's bring them on the journey. I know that there will be a lot of peeling layers. There will be a lot of uncomfort, but what are some steps? How can women start awakening the divine? How they can start accepting the femininity? Because like you said, if there is a shame and guilt around feminine. We cannot bring forth our power. Of course, of course. Um, so what I did, I mean, I can speak for what I did. I went and I found my tribe, you know, and it wasn't somewhere I was like looking for, I need this person. I just said, I need to tap in with other women. I need to talk to somebody. I need to bring up that information. When you create an intention for yourself, when you talk to that guide that's guiding you, your spirit, that higher self that is, everyone has one. You know, sometimes the ego is leading, sometimes another part is leading, but your spirit, everything good that's ever happened to you in your life, the most the most powerful things that have ever happened to you, the good things, that is your spirit guiding you. And so when you make those intentions with your spirit, you are able to create the next steps. So for me, I went and I said, you know what? The one thing that I kind of like, kind of, that was like five years ago. I kind of like yoga. I'm giving you a very basic example. I'm going to go join a yoga studio. So I joined a yoga studio or even an online studio. And I started meeting people. And I started to learn more about, oh, there's such thing as Reiki. Oh, there's such thing as quantum healing. Oh, there are people who are metaphysical crystal healers. And it does, it's not that I needed to do all those things, but it gave me options thinking I can get healed. I want to change. I am ready to let go of all those parts of me that keep me back and I'm ready to explore the next step. So it's really exploring those support people who you can meet. Um, another thing I would say is 
um, it's time to start writing, writing everything. If you write, if you make videos, talk about what is going on with you. Talk about what is holding you back. Talk about the shame. It doesn't have to be to me. It doesn't have to be to the whole, you know, YouTube. It can be even to yourself. I mean, I talk to myself more times in the car than I think just because I need to get exactly like you, I need to get it out. There's something that I'm holding in and I need to get it out. And, mm. um, you know, having just one person who can listen to you makes a huge difference, huge difference. The path to this this path of the divine feminine path is a long one and it doesn't end when you pass it just continues and continues and continues and we I don't have all the answers but I have I know it's this way and this way I know I know it starts off with cleaning this body it starts off with getting this body healthy getting it clear and when this body gets healthy other things start I start to create abundance around me I have the right people that are coming to me I meet the right people I meet random people like random I can't even explain how I meet somebody and then they tell me something and I go here and this happens and just like you that's like us we met so randomly you know I didn't even expect to even have a message that day I came back from quantum healing and I got a message from you and I thought well that's crazy so Another thing that I also did was, and you know, this isn't for everyone, but I mean, if, if you're open to looking at other modalities is I went into, um, you know, psycho spiritual plant medicine. I needed something more to help me ground me because I needed to come back to myself and I needed to work with earthly medicine, shamanic medicine. So, you know, so that meant for me, it meant, you know, ayahuasca and it was conducted in a very safe space. And just because I know myself, um, that brought on a lot of, a lot of emotions. I mean, I even think about it now and what I went through and the amount of crying and the amount of shame and the guilt that I was holding. And I realized after so many, you know, months later, years, even now after two years, I realized that the guilt and the shame that I was holding was not only mine, it was my mother's, it was her mother's. And it's when I started to really realize that this isn't all mine. I'm holding it for somebody and I don't want it anymore. I don't need to hold on to that ancestral stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's creating an intention to want to heal. That has to be the first step. Crazy. And healing can happen in a moment, but you know, the human, the human psyche, it likes to torture itself. Oh. I don't know what it is. It's part of our learning experience. Yeah, it's here. like we love to overthink and overanalyze, but let's yep. tap, this is so good. Let's please tap a little bit into a couple of the things. Clear and clean your body. That's the one thing that I want to tap into. But the second, I really want to talk about the, the ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. So the ayahuasca, like I said, if your viewers are listening, you know what I, what I always tell people is with anything in life, condemnation without investigation is the height of ignorance. You have to investigate everything, everything. You cannot condemn anything. You cannot, you cannot even condemn an alcoholic for being an alcoholic. You cannot, you have to be open and investigate everything. So for me, I was ready to make the change. I was like, you know what, I'm ready, bring anything on. At this point I was like, I'm ready to change, bring it all on me. If I have to go into the jungles and I have to be alone and do it, I'm ready. I'm like, what's the worst? I die, there's no death. That's the best part, there is no death. It's just another level. So for me, I did ayahuasca many times. And the second time I did it, I think that's, the, the ayahuasca medicine is first of all, the most powerful antioxidant in the world. What it does is it is, um, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just like so fascinated because I, I was planning to do ayahuasca this year. I haven't done it mm. yet. Um, my friend, she told me about it. My love, he did it a um, long time ago. And I wanted to ask you just from the perspective of, because I know you're helping moms, you're also um, doing mm. absolutely incredible. But does it stay in your body? 
is it safe if you're if you want to get pregnant i mean not pregnant like a next week but what should be the window for sure i mean from my experience from what i've been seeing this is this is very indigenous medicine so this is coming from brazil it's coming from hawaii it's coming from costa rica and this has been going on for like thousands of years so like i said not everything is for everyone not everyone is going to be like oh yeah i'm going to take ayahuasca and it's going to change my life no you're having expectations you you need to go in there thinking Whatever happens, happens, but I need to be open to the change because it's it's a very intelligent, it's it's organic technology. You take this medicine, it opens up all your chakras, your chakras, everything. It opens up everything actually. And then you're allowing the work to be done. And what you're doing is you're connecting back to earth. You're connecting back to Gaia. That is what, it's almost like an anchor and you light up in the spiritual sky saying, oh, that one's awakened. That one has taken medicine. Let's go see what's up with her. And then you have this very powerful force that's, you know, if you have your guides that are, that are protecting you, you have them guiding you. It's not like when you go into ayahuasca first day, you're going to purge everything out. No, no, no. It's very gentle to you. It's very gentle because you need to integrate with its medicine. It's not like right away. No, the first few times I went in, I was just like feeling a little tingly, but I felt like, oh, I had a good cry. I felt good. I sang some songs. I just sat there in my own thoughts and it felt like I can feel the vibration of this beautiful chimeric entity passing through me and I can feel it. The more times that you do it, the more you connect to the medicine. You know, it needs to check you out. You're checking it out. It's doing a body scan of you. It's a, like I said, it's very, I, can, I wish I could explain it better. It's a very intelligent, intelligent being. And what the ayahuasca medicine, it's another version of you, first of all. Number one, that's one of the things. Number two, it's, it is safe because actually in indigenous Brazilian culture, they actually would drink ayahuasca while they're giving birth to connect with the moon, to bring in that energy and to deliver. Now, I'm not saying you have to go and do that. Oh, no, 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 I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I love it. Because it is a pain medicine. I am like, girl, I'm so open. Like you and me, like you, you speak to me, then like there is no judgment. There is no condemnation. Yeah, for sure. It's just, I'm, I'm open, you know, I'm open to yeah. learning and receiving and mm. uh, it's so beautiful because anything I'm curious about the universe, it's like, okay, talk to this person, talk to this person. Here yeah. you go. It's, it's so beautiful. I'm in the flow and I'm receiving it. And that's what I want for other women too, to be mm. in the flow and receive would lend for them. If you would tell me about ayahuasca five years ago, I was like, nope. Yeah, I was that, right? like, no, 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 I don't want to hear about it. And, and, and this is when you can really tap into your own psyche. Because the thing is, we're toxic. As beings, we're toxic. The world is toxic. The air is toxic. What we view is toxic. Who we hear, our people in our life are toxic, toxic, toxic. And that builds up in the body. And this is one way to get rid of it. it it's a most powerful antioxidant. It goes out into your whole body. It cleans it out. That's what you're purging out. You're not just throwing up vomit. I remember even going through seven hours of an experience. And I was, you know, sitting there, I was crying. I was just, you know, I thought I had finished all my purging. And all of a sudden I'm throwing this thing up. I'm taking time to bring this, this something was coming out and it was a black phlegm. And I realized this is what was coming out of my intestines. These are the feelings. These are the ancestral repressive. What it does is it's almost unwinding your DNA, collecting all that crap that gets stuck in it and it's filtering it out. And some people need more, <laughs> some people need more than others. But, you know, most of us are toxic. Even the healthiest person 
is toxic and that's okay because that's part of it but this is one way you can get rid of the toxic you need to get on you need to detox your body that's the only way for you to connect to the divine feminine being or the divine masculine being or to higher self is you have to get rid of toxicity fat is toxicity I love um, that. alcohol is toxicity yeah everything that you are around that is not serving a higher purpose for you is toxicity and it takes all of us to go through our experiences i was a med student eating mcdonald's for breakfast that's what my life was 10 years ago and now you give me mcdonald's i'll literally vomit into the bag like i would never even put it in my mouth just knowing what it does and everyone is at different levels i'm not here to judge anyone i was there now i'm here i just know this is the way yeah so with, with that, with, when you ask the question, is, is it safe for pregnant women? I mean, you know, you have to go by what feels right. Yeah. There have not, I've not experienced anything where it is unsafe. Um, there are certain things that you have to be off. You can't be on antidepressants. You can't be on anti-anxiety medication just because the body needs to detox for six months. And certain types of other shamanic medicines serve its own purpose. But for this one specifically, um, they do, you know, they go through a check with you. You have to be very open with everything that happens. And a lot of the times when you're looking for something, you're being guided to it. Not everyone's going to be like, my neighbor's going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do some ayahuasca. No, you are being guided to do this medicine because you and your mind are going, that sounds awesome. I want to heal. I want to get rid of all the toxicity and I want to get rid of all this ancestral crap that I'm carrying because it's not mine anymore. I don't need it. So fascinating. So uh, you also mentioned um, that you get to cleanse your body six months before you're getting ready to be pregnant would it mm -hmm. yeah i mean i would definitely definitely take at least six months to a year to, to really clean out the body and to really prepare i mean birth is such a preparation you know and it's not enough to get prepared when you're nine months pregnant no I mean, right? i'm like yeah no i'm 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 like i'm already like preparing like a year ahead you know okay. like mentally okay. and it, it scares me it really scares me like you telling me about like how beautiful experiences that i'm like i'm freaking out i was asking my love if he can give a birth instead of me <laughs> I know. Wouldn't it be amazing? <laughs> Can we just do that? You know, I know. That's the only part that like really scares me. And it's, uh, he's like, is it the pain? I was like, yeah, it's like from something like this, something like this will come out. I don't get it. <laughs> it is terrifying. I mean, I work with babies almost every day. I work with mothers as being a doula. I see birth every day. And even then I go, holy God, like this is actually happening. This is actually real. This is what we have been going through. And, and the thing is, it's because we have such a stigma towards birth because we've seen every horrible story and everyone reports their horrible stories and no one talks about what is that part of you that can tap into that um, very safe, very quick birth. You know, when I look back at even in history, when I did my research, when I was doing yeah. all this research on Divine Feminine, they used to give birth in four hours. Okay. Here, how is it 12 to 18 hours? And then because you know, we have so much blocks in our bodies exactly. and it takes exactly. time. I just, um, because I'm also studying like a medical medium, you know, and he's yeah. talking about all of the toxicity in the body. And he was saying that women get very, not like they get sick, but they're like their immune system. It's really down because of all of the adrenals that have to like be pumping when you're giving birth to baby. So I'm thinking in my mind, if you are not eating your best, if you're not taking care of yourself and the nine months doesn't count, like, oh, dang, I'm pregnant. Let's quit drinking for nine months. I cannot wait to resume um, when I'm done, right? 
it's like it's 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 all of the toxicity in your body that it's stopping you from the ease so yes please i'm all about the ease and 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 pop yeah. the baby out in in like two hours you said right totally yeah like two at 30 minutes even yeah i know and the thing is is because we as society don't like to do things that are hard we don't like to wean off the sugar we don't like to stop drinking we don't like to do things that are hard because it takes a lot of willpower to do the things that are correct yeah. and what i see right now is or what i've seen is children are having children and it's not a judgment i saw my own parents very young people weren't even in love and that's the basis of a relationship is love and how that gets expressed can be a multitude of levels i mean you know what we see and um then it creates a foundation for the child and then the child starts to suffer through that. So if parents are not coming in with that intention that I need to be the best person I need to be, he needs to be the best person, we need to be the best people. So we bring this baby out, it's ready. It's ready to handle the harsh environment of life because life, it is gonna throw you. And if you're not prepared and you yourself as an individual are not prepared, life is gonna throw you. And, and it's scary because you see a lot of different things are happening. You see a lot of um, medicated births, overuse of Pitocin, epidural being used, pushing on cesarean sections, women's rights, advocating for women's rights. It, it's horrific what's happening. COVID is like a, the worst example of what is happening in the birth room right now. And it's because we're not getting prepared. We're looking at a baby shower as something like, oh, let's do the baby shower. We're not even preparing for the mental capacity of what it is to raise a child and what it takes. And it creates a very strong foundation, a very strong foundation to be able to do that. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have children. I'm saying take a very deep look and start figuring out who you are because when you bring that baby in, they're carrying your stuff. And what are you gonna give to them? What are you gonna give? So for me, this is what I feel like my divine female role has been is observing. Observing what, what is going on with the feminine energy here. Mm -hmm. Especially in North America, it's very different. I mean, we're not talking about families who give birth in a village. And yes, they have their own rates, but it's a very, they have, this is the only choice they have. You can either give birth or then you die. Here, we kind of go in already expecting a lot. Oh, well, I expect a cesarean. Oh, I expect pain medication. Oh, I expect this. So already the, the spirit is confused. The spirit is going, well, you didn't really say what your intention was because you haven't really been practicing it and you're making it like a joke. So I guess we can't really do the work that we need to do. And this is what's happening on another level, right? And, and obviously I don't, can't share this with everyone. They'll think I'm crazy. But um, this I'm sharing with you because you understand. No, I mean, listen, I, I, I and my audience, we are your people. So yeah. Yeah, this is not, it's not crazy. I think it's crazy to live how people are living. And there is no judgment. Like we said, each of us, it's on different, um, like different, what is it? Part of the journey. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. some people are here, some are here. Listen, if you're happy where you are, please keep being where you are. If you're yeah. happy, fulfilled, abundant, and you're having fun and rich experience, keep doing what you're doing. My experience is when I'm looking at people who don't want to awake, who don't want to do the work, they're not happy and fulfilled. They're not. And, and, and most people are not, which is why you see especially the divine feminine is confused, which is why there is that authentic piece that's missing that we haven't, that's what we need to tap into is, who are you? Who am I? What, what makes me me? Not to be somebody else, not to go on someone's Instagram and say, I'm gonna post pictures like them and I'm gonna do what they do and I'm gonna do this, is what makes you you and just own it. But we don't do that because we've not been taught how to do that. And it's funny because we are the love, we are the divine being, we are the divine creation. And yet there's a missing link of, of self-love that is involved. 
And um, that is what I find, that's what I'm seeing. How can we recreate that? Because it took me a decade of like a daily Mm -hmm. practices, you know, and I started when I was almost 30 you know? Yeah. So how can we speed it up for women? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we say self-love and they and they think like, oh, taking a bath, do your nails. That's a self-care. That's cool. That's great. But self-love, how can you rediscover it and own it again? I think it's really taking accountability. You have to look in the account. You have to look in the mirror and you have to take accountability for everything that's happened in your life and own it. That's the first step. You take every single situation in your life that was good or bad. You look in the mirror and you say, yeah, that was me. I did that. And how am I going to be better from that? Or am I going to be the same? Because there is two paths. One way is you're going to be the same. And we know what that leads to. And one way is, oh God, I have to make some changes. And it's going to be hell. Because to make change is hell. You're going to get thrown off your course. People are going to say things to you. You may fall 10 feet deep. But I can tell you the minute you start owning all your truths about who you are, the relationships in your life, if it's a good relationship, even making up a relationship with your own parents. That's the very basics of self-love is start loving your parents and accepting them for who they are because they're not going to change, but you can change. You can change your outlook. And the thing is, it starts with self. It doesn't start with, I'm going to go save 400,000 children in South America. No, you can't. You need to start saving yourself. And what that means is clean the body, take accountability, um, start listening to people who actually have gone through the ringer. I listened to David Goggins, I listened to Eric Thomas, Teal Swan, Savan Bomar, Dr. Robert Kassar. I listened to my partner, what he's been through and how life has hardened him and shown him otherwise and how he had to come out through adversity to be the person he is, to be the man, to actually be the, op- the, the full balance of the divine masculine for me which is what needs to happen. Men need to stop being boys and be men so that they can take care of the women so the women can take care of them. So this is how it has to, it's almost like this sliding, the slide that's going back and forth or the swing. It's, it's one role has to be very strong. The other role will get stronger and then that gets stronger and stronger and stronger. But yeah. it really comes down to, to really caring about yourself. And it can be as simple as start caring about your health. What are you doing every day? What, are, what toxicity do you put in? Because if, if, you, if you don't know how to eat, you don't really love yourself. You don't really care. You know, if you, that's the basics, eat clean water. Um, what are you listening to? How do you gossip? Do you gossip about other people? Okay. You maybe don't gossip. Um, do you talk bad to yourself? What are the thoughts you say to yourself? Do you talk down to yourself? Oh, I can't get the job. Oh, I'm a loser. Oh no. COVID is taking over my life. And I'm taking, this is like fear, 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 fear. And that's when, when you start to start to realize, oh my God, I'm a fear-based being then we've started. There we go. That's the first step. We need to first tackle what is it that can't get you to be in a state of bliss. And it is a lot of fear. And unfortunately, this life is programmed to fear. Fear in the movies, fear in the TV. Oh my God, the news is like the fear mongering. It's not even news. It's just like fear. They should just call it fear. That's what it should be just called. It's crazy. And you know me, I've always been a bit of a rebel. I love to question authority. That's, you know, that's just me. But you as well, that's why we're here, you know? And I think a lot of people are like that, but we're just scared and we're scared to speak up the truth. And as females, it is our divine right to speak up because if we don't speak up for ourselves, how are you gonna speak up for your child? How are you gonna do that? And we need to, what I find with female energy is we are like sisters, no matter what, we get together 
we get stronger. And that's about finding your tribe. And it doesn't have to be anybody in your city. I meet mean, most of my friends are outside of this country, you know, and I don't even have to know them very long. I just know that I, I have your back. What do you need? Yeah. Uh, you have yeah. my back. What do you need? And that's what it's about creating a tribe yeah. and um, listening to the right people. It's time to tune into your frequency onto the right people, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of information out there. And a lot of it is, is just beliefs. Yeah. But to know is one thing. And it starts with you. It starts with cleaning this body first. I fully believe you have to clean this body. There's no way in hell you're going to discover anything about spirit. That's the thing when I find with the conscious community or the spiritual community is they love doing yoga. They love meditating. But there's no regard to caring about the physical body mm -hmm. of we need to work out. We need to train. We need to eat clean food. We need to do this. It can't just be. It has to be a full. To be the ultimate being you have to be the best at everything. There is no halving anything because guess what? You're coming right back to do the exact same thing. That's how life works. Yeah. So anything that you didn't want to resolve now, you're coming back and you're coming back to do the exact same thing. And you come into this life forgetting on purpose. You actually agreed to everything in your life you agreed to. And it's just circumstances. Everyone has the same chance of anything in life. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not better than anyone. So, and I never thought I would be here at this point in my life but I am here. And if I can do it, believe me, anybody can do it. I love you know? it. That's what I uh, said last year on my uh, live event, you know, my meant for more event for women last year. I said, if I can do this, you can do this. Anyone can. We are just a reflection of each other. So I wonder, um, what are some of your daily rituals that are your non-negotiables? What keeps mm -hmm. you in this high vibrational state? Mm -hmm a good question so first thing in the morning i wake up i do 10 deep meditative breaths in my bed right there i um i'm just you know for me meditation is something i'm still actively trying to learn practice so i at least do 10 there i get up i go drink two about a liter of water i would say with lemon and apple cider first thing has to go in has to go in just drink it as fast as you can it's already detoxing the whole body um i have my black coffee in the morning yes i like coffee i love my cafe you know, I'm half, I'm like European basically too. So I love coffee, have my coffee. And then right away I'm exercising. Um, I have, I'm lucky I, we have a treadmill in the house, but you don't even have to, like you can do yoga, you can do push-ups, you can do anything. You can do anything with anything. You can even take your gym bag and just go like this up and down with your arms. So for me, those are the, those are the three things or the four things that I do. I have to do them every morning. If I don't do that, then I have to come back in the evening and do it. I cannot sleep until I do it. Um, and it's hard because it, it's hard to even just like get up in the morning and be like, I have to drink a glass of water, two glass, huge glasses of water before I do anything else. Yes, you need to detox. Um, get ready, make my lunch, do my work, you know, check my emails, all that stuff and leave the house. And I ready, I'm listening to podcasts on the way to work. So anytime I have moments, I'm listening to information. And then yes, I have somewhere I listen to really amazing music then I go back to an amazing podcast and I'm learning about things that's learning I'm, I'm i'm at this age now where i'm trying to absorb information yeah. because i i want to be better i have to be because if i don't nothing in the world is going to change if i don't start with myself first absolutely those it's are my absolute rituals sorry no 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 yeah it's it's i can really feel the passion in it and i like it's 10 10 30 p.m almost 11 and she's like oh it's just like 10 a.m i'm full of energy i love that <laughs> And, and I love it, like rituals and really taking care of ourselves really raises our vibration. So I wanted to ask you, what is the one last thing that it's on your heart that you would love all women to know who are on the path of rediscovering who they really are and their divinity? 
Mm -hmm. There is, uh, there is such a beauty to everything that you will experience. And every single person that you come into contact is a reflection of you. And it's a relationship that needs to be mended. It's a relationship that needs to be explored. It's a relationship that maybe even needs to be cut off. But you are the full control of your entire life. You're the director. You're the actor. You are the accountant. You are everything. So if it doesn't start with you making those hard decisions, that's what you're here to do you have to be able to start knowing what is best for you. Because if you don't know what's good for you, I can tell you no one's going to know what's good for you. And it starts with that belief that I am, I am everything. I am everything in this universe. I'm nothing and I'm everything. The two polar opposites, you know? Um, and uh, surround yourself with people who make you feel good. Even if you don't have anyone around you, start listening to people. Start bringing your vibe, your frequency up, your vibration up. It's about tapping into knowledge. And that is what is going to save you. Because if I didn't have the resources that I did in terms of, you know, even doing yoga or listening to certain people or whatever it was, if I didn't even have a general interest, I don't think I would be the person I am today. I had even just the slight bit of exploration brought me all the way here. Yeah. So. So beautiful. Thank you. And, and I'm like forever explorer and observer too. So thank you so much for all your beautiful wisdom time. I appreciate you. And I know this is just the beginning because I feel that we connected and interconnected for a reason. And we're definitely co-creating something beautiful together. Thank you so much. Thank it's you. A beautiful evening. <laughs> so good talking to you. And thank you everyone for listening. <laughs>